Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brand. It's been three months since Amy Lanzi took on the CEO role at Digitas North America. She stepped in for longtime Digitas vet Jody Robinson, who had been with the agency for 22 years. Lanzi, who has a background in commerce, is focused on helping marketers show up seamlessly at every touchpoint a consumer might encounter their brand, whether that's online, via email, or inside of a store. She aims for Digitas to be able to connect those dots in creatively appealing ways, achieving what many consider the holy grail of modern marketing. In this episode, Lindsay also chats about how she's formalizing the culture of Digitas 2.0 and gives insight into the pace of new business activity in the second half of the year. I'm Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign US, and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hi, Amy. How are you? Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Awesome. So you are the freshly minted CEO of Digitas North America. You just joined a few months ago. So tell me a little bit about, about how your first few months have been in the role. Yes, I am almost to three months and I have really loved being their newest unicorn, which if you didn't know, Digitas, our, our talent, we call them unicorns. It's been pretty fantastic. Um, I've had the, you know, I've been with group now for close to five years. So I've had running the commerce practice So I've had the benefit of knowing lots of the Digitas talent and also just really understanding how Publicis Group operates. Mm -hmm. So then I've been able to really move back into leading an agency, which I was doing prior to the commerce role, to be able to really bring a lot of that thinking into Digitas and how we are really, you know, thinking about Digitas 2.0. And we have amazing talent and clients already. So it's a really exciting fun process to move forward. I'm calling it the unicorn tour in terms of where our tour bus is going. Someone inspired by Daisy Jones and the Six, if you haven't watched that on Amazon. So we're really having a lot of fun sort of thinking about what's now and next and getting some momentum internally and externally. Awesome. You know, I have not watched that, but it's on my list. You have to watch it. It's just awesome. It's just- I heard it's great. Wait, it's great. And it's also a really good example of, I know we're going to talk more about Digitas, but we talk about networked experiences. It's just, uh, leave it there. It's just a great example of a book that turned into an incredible series that also dropped on Amazon Music, that also had a shoppable store from Mm. the characters inside of Amazon. Like it was just beautifully done from a marketing perspective, but it's also just awesome to watch. Awesome. Yeah. So you mentioned Digitas 2.0. Talk about that. What's your vision for the agency? Where do you kind of see it, see it going? Digitas is an incredible agency born in 1980, which we've been recently talking about. Um, And we have like this incredible foundation when it comes to thinking about how creative and media and data and technology all work together, the alchemy of those things together. So that's at the core of the agency. So walking in into an incredible set of capabilities, foundation and culture. Now, when you think about where we're going, it's what I mentioned earlier, which is really around leading into what we believe is the future around networked experiences, 
What does networked experiences mean? It's basically that magical experience you have when you think about all these things working together, whether it's in an owned platform or a paid platform like social, that feels right for you in that moment that you then are making you to do something to, to make a purchase, to like, to follow a brand, but then to also really become a super fan of that brand. If you, you know, Good example of that is everything that happened this weekend around Barbie is a pretty good example of what we think about networked experiences and how all these things work together to create a networked effect. Uh, so for us, that's a really exciting way to really talk about what is our superpowers already around all the other underpinnings that you need to have as an operating model to be able to deliver that at scale in a meaningful way, given how you know distracted and distributed consumers are and platforms are. Yeah, it's um, it's I was actually thinking of Barbie before you brought it up, just sort of like marketing at all touch points and sort of like having the brand come to life in in all of these different ways that isn't necessarily like repetitive or disruptive. Right. To the consumer, no matter what device they're on. And I know that Digitas has has kind of always been positioned around creativity and media and how and data and how those how those three elements come together. I guess like when you look at marketers today, what does that mean in 2023, right? Because it probably meant something different even like five or 10 years ago. Sure. Yeah, you know, when we think about marketers today, I think about, you know, the CMOs that I work with all the time and their need, what is different is their requirement to have a, to be full, I call full stack marketers, so when Digitas was born, it was much more about understanding those things, but you're delivering the messaging in a very controlled manner versus now you need to have the understanding of data and system. So we, we think about network and narrative. How are you actually cre using data to find each moment in time? Everything, everywhere, all at once is what we're talking about here. How do you do that at scale, knowing everyone isn't doing the same thing that they used to be doing, if you think about it? So mm -hmm. it's like it's almost like the underpinning of supercharging the power of data, as well as the technology required or really deep understanding of all the transformation of the platforms to really be able to do that is where it's going. So. Mm. CMOs really need to not only think about driving marketing messaging, they need to think about every investment driving to growth or acquiring a new consumer that's going to fall in love with them over time in all the places they want to engage. You only do that by having some really strong understanding of data and technology to really do that in a way that we expect. My 18-year-old expects that it's perfect for her in that moment. And she's doing something very different than her 100 friends in that very moment, where when Digitas was really originally bored, people were doing the same things to a degree. Now they're not. They're shopping differently. They're engaging differently. They're on social. They're not on social. So to be able to sort of manage all that kind of frenetic chaos of consumers, you really need to be able to have much more of a product mindset as well. Mm. Yeah, it's sort of the holy grail, right? Like right person, right place, right time. What about Digitas when you came in as CEO? What are you looking at in terms of like capabilities you need to skill up on or changes you need to make to make this all like flow together seamlessly? Yeah. So it was a pleasure to walk into Digitas because we have incredible talent, particularly SMEs that are excellent at creative, excellent at data, excellent at media 
um, excellent in understanding the the networks required or, or the system required to be able to really produce those in an orchestrated way. What we are really working on is how those things work together to fit the needs of a full stack CMO, because each full stack CMO has a different requirement, but the requirement is all those things together to make their customers or their customers' customers love our brands. So it's the interoperability of those things is one. The second is, you know, given all the, you know, what Publicis Group has and what I was doing before in terms of the power of Epsilon, the power of Profitero, Citrus Ad, all these products and things that we have that also become part of how we orchestrate for our clients is another thing that we're really pulling in more. We were already doing it, but in a more repeatable way. We're going to talk a bit about, about commerce because mm-hmm. you have a deep background there. What role do you think your background in commerce played in Publicis tapping you for this role? I think it played a big role in terms of, you know, I was brought over to, I, I was brought over to really build out a commerce practice through the lens of Publicis Media when I originally joined. And that was about really helping our brands, mostly packaged goods brands, understand how to invest with and and get ready for the rise of retail media. Amazon had already started. So it was more of what are the capabilities? What are the tools in tech? What is our practice and philosophy to win in media so we can help all of our CPG friends be able to to understand how to spend with important commercial partners like Walmart and Amazon and Kroger, and also be able to somewhat defend themselves because there's a whole new thing called retail media that was coming. That is that, So that's at the core of as me as a human and how I've been wired. I'm really a business strategist at my core in terms of how brands grow in places they don't own, essentially. So Fast forward, and we think about where we just started around everything, everywhere, all at once and networked experiences, that sort of positioning and sort of concept of commerce is now becoming the fundamentals to help that full stack CMO really drive, use marketing to drive growth. So now it's about expanding commerce into a way that's not only getting you to buy that next thing, but it's also to get get you to give me, you know, more information about you. So we have a value exchange. So now I've recruited you in to my world as a brand and I can retain you over time. It's a similar logic to what I was originally originally building in terms of the practice to solve for media investment. And that also you need a product mindset to do that because we can't keep up with all the different ways consumers behave and they want to engage. Right. So it's sort of like moved, obviously retail media has been exploding in the past few years and there's, there's tons more offerings available in the market besides Amazon. But I think at the same time, there's more opportunity for non-endemic or non-CPG brands to take advantage of commerce, right? So talk a little bit about how you're bringing that mindset to maybe not the most obvious sector of clients? Sure. I think there's the the game is how to, you know, if you think about the fundamentals of, of why we do marketing is to drive shareholder value or it's to, and, and it's very simply to drive growth and however said sector defines that. So at its core, it's how are you basically figuring out how to do that in places where consumers are spending their time? So for example, 
the more I can get someone to sign up for a service offering or to give me their information so I can now make them believe that I am a brand that's right for them, the more likely it is I'm going to make that brand grow, which is really why everyone's talking about commerce right now. Retail media networks are a manifestation of where the custom, the retailers are able to figure out how to make high margin off of their partners. This is also not specific to retail. This is actually now new media. So we're seeing anyone else that has a really strong data set and, and an audience that they can sell to be able to think about how they're monetizing their ecosystem. So think, you know, travel, QSR, and there are a lot of other areas that are leaning into the space that then requires the knowledge of how do I think about finding Allison in the place she's spending her time and convincing Allison to have agency in my brand. Therefore, she's going to engage with me more and she's eventually going to buy or subscribe or do whatever it is that brand, depending on the sector, requires you to do. So this is where we're kind of seeing the rise of like loyalty programs and, yes. and things like that. What trends in the space do you feel like have the most upside for Digitas? Like, where do you feel like shifts in the commerce space are going to benefit your expertise on shifts in the commerce space? Where is that going to benefit your clients the most? Yeah. You just mentioned the first one, which is we're seeing this convergence of CRM and commerce. We call it addressable relationships. And this is where I believe and we have a lot of upside here in terms of not only can I find you when you're buying inside of your favorite place, how can I actually get you to start my and potentially migrating you over to my own channels to either buy from the me there or to continue to engage with me as a brand? Because I want to have a relationship with you over time and I don't want to be disintermediated by a platform or a retailer because that's really expensive for me in a world where all of it is paid to continue to rent your attention. So I think the, the, the magic of using commerce to recruit someone into a brand franchise, brand franchise, if you will, to be able to make them loyal and migrate them over to you on your own so that you can have a relationship with them without spending on paid is where the market is moving. And we have the ability to do that, to move someone over from a paid to an owned experience is mm -hmm. the first. Second, in terms of the word experience, and we think about, you mentioned the rise of retail media networks. The future of retail media is around experiences that flow from, in, from online to in-store. And I don't mean you carrying your phone. I mean, you walk in and the store is now addressable. And how that's a big opportunity for experience agencies that understand how media works. We call it creative-fueled um, media fueled creativity to be able to then bring that logic. So it makes everything, if it is addressable, how do you do that? You need, again, the mixture of creativity, media and data and understanding orchestration to be able to keep up with Allison when she walks, she's walked into her favorite store and what are you seeing in that store? What is happening? So I think that's an area for us that is part of our core, that is that it, the market's going to move there so we can grow in that space. And that's not specific to retail. Think about everyone else that has a brick and mortar space, that they have a seed audience they understand, that then and they can also now create, monetize that space, but then also be able to create these incredible contextual experiences around humans, if you will. Right. So I know creativity is a big 
part of Digitas's business. Where does creativity play a role in this world that you're describing? And how is Digitas's creative output and process changing to enable these types of experiences? So what talked about networked experiences and what that like, what does it mean? And our creatives are incredible at figuring out and determining the right brand narrative. So that narrative can be deployed in the networks in which our audiences we want or we want to be best friends with can be found. So the creatives, the Tishas are amazing CCO who is incredible about talking about a brand and a brand's canvas and how that is contextually relevant in the moments that you're engaging with that brand. So it's not just about a moment in time. It's more about the experience and the set of assets that make sense. But in, in, I don't say assets in a, in a small way. I say in a, in, a, in a way that feels like a brand canvas. So when we think about how we are working to build this into process it's it's about the integration of the things so how is how are we putting together data plus our deep knowledge of media and investment plus culture to really fuel that narrative to then think about how that then can easily be deployed in all the places we're going to find our now and next consumers yeah i think that um there's a lot of creative work to be done in these sort of smaller touch points that consumers have, right, with their with brands. So what is the the email that you get from a brand look like? What does their app experience feel like? What is these That's touch right. points that we have every single day? But I think a lot of creatives still get really jazzed about working on big films and things like that. So how do you attract creatives with this sort of model of, you know, bringing creativity to all of the different places consumers interact? How do you get them excited about that? You know, I... Can, I think there's like old habits die hard. I love the phrase of, you you know, you are you live within the container you come from. And when you start thinking about how you take a brand and sort of explode that brand and all the places that consumers are, our creatives are really excited about building out this network as an approach versus a one and done thing that runs during a big TV oriented event, because you it's also really hard to measure those things. So it's really exciting for our creatives because when we put it all together, we can see this worked. It sold more things, right, which is harder to do in other more traditional mediums. We can do that. So that's an exciting time, as well as there's a lot of really incredible creativity in the new places, like we're launching out something brand new we're building with Roblox, we did the work with Walmart here. There's a lot of new places, and these are the new canvases that we have creatives that really love to play in. And it is a little playful now because it's not as necessarily as like high, 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 high I don't like the phrase high stakes poker, but I will use it to say like, this is, you know, if you do a Super Bowl spot, everyone's eyes are on that. If you're really thinking about how your brand comes to life in these emerging spaces, which is where all of our consumers are, especially rising generations, there's a little bit more liberty in playing and taking risks. Right. You can be a little bit more relaxed and, and play around a little bit with how you try out these new different experiences. Speaking of new experiences and tools to play with, generative AI is a huge, huge topic yeah. and massive sea change that the whole business world is facing. What's your point of view on using it 
at Digitas and how are you kind of rolling it out to the agency? So we, you know, group has done a lot of work here for us so that we're able to have the best in class to bring in. My point of view is just what you said, which is how are we using generative AI as a way that makes us be able to do more things and and sort of not be able liberate ourselves from some of the rote tasks that like the things that you need to do to be able to really put our best minds around the strategic things that are going to drive networked experience outcomes. I love talking about AI because, you know, I grew up as a business strategist and I think it's awesome because it allows us to think about how we are able to unlock the machines to do more things for us. But only humans really are great client partners that help our full stack CMOs make these hard decisions, get to the places they need to do. That's something that is really critical part, a critical part of our business. And I sort of view that as the way that our head of media should be thinking about AI, like all the things you want to be able to bring in to make us to be able to be more efficient with clients in a way that's safe, because this is the wild west in terms of how you're using AI. But at the end, you still need humans that are strategically making choices about the things that we might uncover from being able to to unlock the robots to get all this information and all these new things, you still need to be able to do that. So we're trying, we're playing with it um, in terms of how it can help us do new business things that take a lot of time that shouldn't that you end up sort of doing. The, the outcome is very similar if you think about it. So for like RFI requests, like how do we how do we get really smart on using this so that we can do more pitches, or we can be more thoughtful on how we're doing the parts of the pitch that are really unique, that bring our position to life with clients versus everyone has to answer the same 17 questions. And mm-hmm. it's like a pass fail situation. Yeah. It's sort of, you're, you're seeing it more as a way to if create efficiencies and automate things that take a long time versus like taking away what humans, the value that humans add to the equation, which is yeah. immense. And well, that and, you know, uh, if you think about it in, in, in a way that you would brief a, you know, several teams on, on a task, you might be able to, we are using these tools to be able to come up with different ideas. But then now you have almost like a whole set of things to think about and use that might give you new territories or things you didn't even think of. And so that sets you up to have like a faster process, but you still need smart creatives or smart strategists to make the decision on the thing we're going to do. That right. really feels right, which is, I think is, a think is an interesting way to think about how agencies in particular who are always guiding clients on what to do. And it's getting harder and harder in terms of where should I put my dollars? What types of experiences should I make? There's a lot of risk, all the things that, you know, have happened in, you know, culturally, for example. So these are things that require like a conversation we're having around like, how do we feel about this? And it's a little bit of the the mixture of it's art and science. It's also linear and, and you know, kind of gut thinking is what really makes you make these bold choices. That's always going to be part of our business. It should be. Yeah, for sure. So you mentioned pitching. Digitas didn't lose any major clients last year, which is amazing. That was according to our agency performance review that we wrote. How are you keeping the momentum up? Like, is are you finding that the pitch market is super busy right now? And 
what's your strategy for, you know, balancing organic growth with new business and creating opportunities that are right for, for ditch toss. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we, we love our clients. I'm spoiled. We have incredible clients inside of Digitas and we want them. We're wildly focused on their business, which is where, how I was raised in the business, which I think shows in terms of our ability to keep them and transform with them is part one. When we think about what I'm seeing, there's, a lot more activity now than there was a month ago when it, when we're thinking about inbound, um, especially on media. There's been a little bit of a slowness on creative, but that's now also starting. It feels like everyone's kind of coming out now. <laughs> like everyone's like, all right, we got to do, we need to really think about our, to prepare for 2024. It was a little slow, probably a month ago, but we're seeing much more tempo part one. Um, and that's really inbound for new clients. And we, we look for clients that really want this, what I call sort of an all-in-one model. Like if you think about Pulis's group, we have power of one where that might be part of, you know, Digitas might be a hoof. Like <laughs> one of our capabilities is part of that power of one story. And then we, we look for clients that come direct to, to us. We really want to tell an all-in-one story. We want that full stack CMO marketer that really is looking to be able to move fluidly across media channels, across creative types, and wants that sort of partnership. So when we think about things that are coming in, we really love this all-in-one model. It gets to what you mentioned in terms of organic growth. We are really great at coming in a specific door with a client and then showing them how if we're doing their media Maybe this could be a creative solution that solves for this media investment problem. If we're doing creative and media, and let's say we're not necessarily their DNA partner, this DNA is actually going to help us either make better creative choices or better media choices. So, or you're not doing, you know, we think addressable relationship is the future in terms of the combination of creative and media. Now, when you have DNA, now it's very natural to come in and say, we believe that we now we know your consumers, we know your creative and how that comes to life. Now we can really believe we can build your CRM for the future. That makes sense for the brand voice as examples of how we are able to really work with clients and help them grow because there's so much transformation with the platforms and the things that clients are constantly trying to figure out. We become a really great trusted partner to be able to help them navigate the new places to play. Yeah. Do you find that because for a while clients have been sort of moving towards this all in one model, right? Like one stop shop, whether it's at an agency or a holding company. Do you find that with all these platform changes happening, AI coming out, are they looking, are they swinging back towards wanting more specialists or is it sort of simplification? Uh, one one door to walk through is what they're looking for. You know, it's it's a little bit of both, to be honest. There's always going to be the specialty things that are coming in that someone has, I call it like picking off a part of the business that's the rising tide. But eventually that thing becomes part, as it grows, it becomes part of the requirement of a full stack marketer to think about, which depending on the type of organization, then they are saying, please make it easy for me. Right. And so it depends on it depends on sort of the maturity of the organization of the client, but it also and it depends on the thing. So, I, you know, I see I see both. We also mm -hmm. keep seeing the we've built in-house or we don't want to do this in-house. That's another one I see the market toggling back and forth on. Um, and it really 
it really depends on maturity of the client. Um, and also if you're working with one market versus global, that also changes that perception as well. Right. They're always going to kind of want both, right? Like they're always going to want right. a little bit of both. Right. And so, you know, for us, we're like, great. Who are your new, who are the the new kids on the block? And we are highly collaborative. We unicorn. So we're like, come on in and we'll work together. Yeah. Because you know, our job is to make that our CMOs or, you know, head of media's job easier. So we'll, we'll make it easy for you is how we view that world. I've always worked like that. For, right. For the most part. Yeah. So I want to talk about culture a little bit. Jody Robinson, your predecessor, was at Digitas for 22 years. She was in leadership for a long time. How did you sort of manage the transition from such a familiar face leaving the position? And how is that going? What sort of changes do you want to make to the culture? And what do you feel like should kind of stay the same? Sure. It's been an interesting, uh, uh, some context. So before I was at Publicis, I was at an agency called TPN inside of Omnicom, where the culture there, I worked there for almost 20 years, is very similar to the culture of Digitas, where there are people that have been there for two decades that, you know, I was employee number 33. So I, I so when I, when I've worked and I, so that's part one, part two, in my old job in group, it was a great benefit to me that I did a lot of work pitches, those power of one type engagements with Digitas. So I'm, I was already very close with a number of the leadership at the number of the members of leadership and not leadership within Digitas, just through the nature of all the power of one pitching that we do. So that's very helpful. Um, so it felt very familiar to what I was used to, which is like an incredible group of people that have grown up together and have built an incredible agency. So the culture really runs deep is what I've, you know, and it's a, again, it's a, it's a wonderful place to walk into. What comes with culture running deep is also understanding what that means besides tenure. So I'm spending time understanding like, what is it that, what is it? How do we talk about it? How do we use it to recruit clients? How do we use it to assess our talent? How do we use it to future-proof our agency versus saying, this is the way we've always done it or because people have been here for a long time. And I'm being sort of, I'm exaggerating the one that said that to me, but do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. So it's about like, if culture is an, an amazing, amazing thing that we have, that you can feel it when you walk into any office, we need to make it something that is repeatable and said by the same people around every unicorn says to stand at Digitas, it means to do these five things that then we use to recruit, recruit clients, recruit new consumers. You get the logic. So that's where we're moving from. But I'm coming into a place that has an incredible set of assets and people. It's really about putting words on a page so that that can be something that, you know, six months from now, I can come in and say to you, these are the five things. Because right now, those things are a little looser than I would like them to be. And I want them to be something that is very clear, because I believe that is what is magical with clients when you're really clear on what it means to not only the type of work we do, it also is about the type of people we have and how we want to work with you in terms of finding that right chemistry with clients that we want to work with. Yeah. I know it's only been a few months, but what have you noticed so far that you're like, this is an element of Digitas culture that that we want to keep and grow? There, It's a culture of curiosity, for sure. It is a culture of um, bold thinkers that like to be at the tip of the sphere, which we want to keep and grow. 
I have been saying, you know, we're unicorn. So what is, let's use the horn (laughs) and think about like what that means in terms of our North store and where we're going. So those are the things like it, there are people that love the business, love brands and really are highly collaborative, which is me as a human, how I've always worked. And I love that about the agency. And those are things we definitely don't want to change. Um, There's also a great desire to be able to play in what I say, you know, like new faces, new places and spaces. That is part of the Digitas core. It's an inventing agency. It has been since it was born. So this allows us we're definitely not going to not do that because that's what our clients need us to be able to do. So they know where they should be inventing the future of their businesses. Mm. And what about for talent? I mean, it's it's also a way that you kind of pitch your 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 agency to prospective talent, right? So how are you sort of positioning Digitas to the talent market? And are you noticing um, sort of an ease up in, in some of the talent constraints that agencies were facing a few months to a year ago? I can't speak to what Digitas might have been facing a year ago, but I will say that when we think about recruiting, Um, The biggest opportunity is really that this is a place where you can become an integrated marketing expert. You're not having to necessarily choose, you know, one version of media or one version of creative because we have an amalgamation of those things. So that is really attractive to rising talent and our commitment, of course, to, you know, all types of talent and how we're really leaning in on that um, is important as well. Flexibility is important in terms of, you know, the ability to come in one door, whether you come in as a media expert and then you're, you're able to migrate over into some of the areas is another thing that we're seeing. Um, and, you know, accepting talent in terms of like their whole selves and whatever that means to them. We, we definitely have that as part of our DNA culturally. Um, so I would say that we, we, we do not have a hard time finding talent um, that wants to come work to, inside of Digitas. I, I think the unicorn mascot is kind of an incredible recruiting tool. A lot of agencies don't really have that thing that I think also is, is um, consistently modern and means what it needs to mean for the type of talent we're trying to bring in our doors. Yeah, that's one thing that should say the unicorn. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy. It's been great hearing about um, all your plans for Digitas, and I look forward to seeing what you do at the agency. Wonderful. Thank you for making the time. That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.